you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B. and Marty are on tap to help us navigate the show. Yes. So make sure to confirm that. Okay, great. Fantastic. <laughs> we will open the phone lines up in the last segment of the show to get your input on some of what we would like to discuss today. Mm-hmm. Um, we do want to let you know about some things that are going on um, that you might be interested in. And then also, um, I want to say a huge thank you to Fellowship of Huntsville. Yes. Um, for uh, having us uh, join them this weekend for their Next Level Parenting uh, Conference. What a great time we had. We were there with yeah, Alex awesome. McFarland. Yes. And um, man, I just, it's just wonderful. I think I think the blessing is is really hours <laughs> yeah. like I think um anyway so I just I just want to say what a blessing it was uh to be with other members of the body of Christ this past weekend in a place that we hadn't been before so that was right. wonderful right well a- additional announcements well you can email us of course addisons at afr.net addisons at afr.net I also want to let you guys know about an event coming up uh March 20th uh I'll be Speaking at a um, daddy-daughter uh, banquet. Mm-hmm. And so that's Sunday night, March 20th, from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. at um, FBC Baldwin, First Baptist Church Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Baldwin, Mississippi is across from the Pizza Factory. All right. The tickets are $30 per couple, regardless of how many daughters uh, the meal is provided. So you can call 662 365 Five two zero one to reserve tickets. That's uh, six six two three six five five two zero one. And also, and I normally don't do this, but I felt like the Lord laid on my heart this morning to write something um, for the the stand. So if you go uh, on the stand, they have it posted, and it's all about. Um, it's a blog about how our conveniences and our comforts can actually hamper. Uh, the spreading of the gospel. Mm. And so if you want to check that out, you can go to the stand, go to afa.net slash the stand, or you can uh, check it out on the American Family Association uh, Facebook page. But it's just something that God was stirring me up about this morning, you yeah. know, and, and how, you know, these things and that we love, conveniences, yeah. you know, we yeah. have the, the click list and we have the, mm-hmm. the you know, uh, Grubhub and whatever else, the Am- Amazon, yeah. so you know. Much. But could it be that those things uh, really zap our connection with people in the sense of we don't have those points of contact, you mm-hmm. know, because everything can be brought to our homes and things like that. Yeah. And we've been called to go mm-hmm. and uh, make disciples. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can find that on the stand. That's really interesting. Like to the point that you're making, and I'm I'm curious, I'd like to read that myself. Um, because even when you just said that, I was thinking about all of the things that we have today, 
um, that increasingly, ex- I, I would say, especially since um, the pandemic, there are so many things that we have been sort of reconditioned to find appealing because it's like contact less, mm-hmm. like reduce contact, like, you know, um, cut down on contact. And I think even as we find ourselves post pandemic, right, like sort of a wand <laughs> yeah. has been waved. Um, but I think even as we find ourselves post pandemic, we're going to have to find ways to get back to um, what it was like before that kind of fear, I think, was common. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think because I think to your point, there were things that were just conveniences that we found ourselves enjoying, um, myself included, you know, being able to just order the groceries and go pick them up and then they load them up and then you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have yeah. to admit, yeah. it's it's no. sometimes it's, you know. And yeah, one of the things I wrote, you know, it's not like I'm standing up here and saying that you guys are not being ambassadors for Christ. Sure. You know, this is something that um, I take part in. You know, but yeah, just the thought yeah. of like, man, you know, how many points of contact do we miss just because of our conveniences? You know, mm. and 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 I, I I know that to be true. I'm the type of person who <laughs> I want to go into a store, get what I need to get, and get out. Like, there's yeah. no, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I enjoy the the convenience of not having to go in. You know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is like, man, you you, you got to check your heart with that, and also, you know, it just. Such a such a, a spotlight on like how you know we've been almost you talking about the pandemic made to like stay indoors and yeah. like not go yeah. anywhere to reduce contact reduce contact and and yeah. how, what kind of that's convicting uh, yeah what kind of effect does it have on the gospel being presented you know in those times where we have those divine appointments where we you know where God stirs up us up to speak to someone about mm-hmm. about them and you know we don't have that because we're inside you know yeah so. yeah trying to reduce contact. No, that is that is convicting and certainly thought provoking. I mean, because I think uh, this falls into one of those categories that is so often true for the believer that we're just we are just living. And, and you know, there are some things that are um, or that can be seen as neutral, but we mm-hmm. don't recognize those things as stifling um, the proliferation of the gospel. Right. So right. I think that is a great that's a great warning and a great um, encouragement. So I'm curious to read that myself. Can't wait to see what you've written. So where can our um, listeners go to read it? Uh, AFA.com, um, dot net, I'm sorry, mm. slash the stand. AFA.net slash the stand. Or it can go to the Facebook page, American Family Association. You can check it out there. Okay, so here is what I wanted to talk about today. I was thinking about this, and um, I just, I don't know. I Now, I'm, you know, with the way we title the shows and, and things like that, um, I'm, I kind of am a little bit sometimes snarky in the way that we, the way that we title the shows. (laughs) So, so please just understand that. Uh, But I was thinking about liberals and I was Mm -hmm. thinking about those who operate in rebellion against God and how they are so consistent in their messaging and they're so consistent in the gains that they're trying to make. Um, There's almost um, sort of this, they speak with one voice type presentation. If you, if you can think about the types of things that we see in media, the types of messages that our kids get um, when they're watching their programming or whatever, it's just all of the things that we're trying to be vigilant against. And so I was reading a couple articles that I thought I want to string these all together um, to talk for a little bit today and to get our listeners take on message discipline goals. Mm. Um, the liberals, 
the liberals are message discipline goals. Have you seen these kind of hashtags <laughs> where people are like, oh, these are relationship goals. Right, like, this right, is this right. kind of, you know, and it's it's sort of like a thing, right? It's like a pop cultural thing. Yeah. Um, well, I think that the liberals are message discipline goals. <laughs> and, and let me unpack that for a little bit here. They have a message, um, a way they want a conversation to be shaped. Right. And they are super disciplined. I, I will say... They are more disciplined than anyone I've seen talk around a message. Um, if you if you uh, take one topic that they're on and if you were to do sort of like a little, you know, um, just casual research and, and see, OK, so what's the message for the week that's coming from the liberals? What is it that they're talking about? And then you just flip channels you would hear them all saying the same thing. They would yeah. have the same line. It would be coming from different people, but they would all be saying the same thing. We can harken back to when they were all talking about the ridiculousness that was defund the police. Right, right. So so everywhere you flipped, this is what you kept, you, you heard from them, defund the police, defund the police, defund the police, and then uh, defund the police, and defund the police. And, we have, and, and every different type of voice, right? But they were all saying the same thing. Um. So you pick any topic and, and you can find that this is true. Yeah. Well, I was looking at this headline that you sent me earlier today mm -hmm. and I was kind of joking with you about it, but it's Disney <laughs> CEO, yeah. Bob Chapek. And yeah. Bob Chapek is doing something that is kind of causing liberals um, to go nuts. Mm -hmm. Like they're crazy right now, <laughs> incensed over Bob Chapek, not yeah. towing the line and not showing message discipline, right? Because there is this sort of collective expectation from the liberals that once there has been the agreed upon verbiage right. or the agreed upon communication, everybody says the same thing. And you it's can pretty bold for someone not to go with the, you know, with the message. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, that's like, yes, sir. what? <laughs> you dare? And look, and I would say even not, so Bob Chapek doesn't even have to say anything that would be necessarily condemning mm -hmm. of the messaging, right. just avoiding the messaging. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. not just choosing not to comment or not to weigh in on the quote unquote agreed upon message. I would say speaks pretty loudly yeah. as to where he is on this issue. And so I wanted to look at this because um, so here is the story. And, and just to kind of give you a roadmap for the show, I want to talk about, um, Bob Chapek's position on uh, Florida House Bill uh, 1557, and and that's how we'll return. Uh, that's how we'll refer to it, Florida House Bill 1557. I am going to tell you what the liberals and those in mainstream media. I'm going to tell you how they want you to refer to this bill, mm -hmm. and this is even the headline that is used in the New York Post story, which yeah. is interesting because you will find even what could be sometimes. Um, a conservative leaning story still using the message lines, like still using the messaging. And, and so to me, that's kind of counterproductive. If, if you are giving um, what I would hope would be an objective presentation, but then you use the subjective messaging, then you're actually still kind of making the point. So which to me is a win for liberals um, because they're saying what we say. They're saying what we say, even if they're condemning what we say, they're still using our wording. They're still saying it how we would say it, which I think is a huge problem. And I think the wisdom of the hour and I'm going to talk about how this ties back into a gospel issue here, guys. I mean, again, one note. Right. <laughs> but I think the wisdom of the hour that would do well 
to come from every believer is to say what the Bible says on every issue. Right. If we did that, if we said what the Bible says on every issue, then we would actually begin to have what is called message discipline. <laughs> yeah. And it would be easy, right? <laughs> come on. Say what the word says. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't Man, have to have a that. new type of counsel. You right. wouldn't have to have people coming together and saying, Okay, um, here's what we're facing. Guys, how do we want to message on this? Like <laughs> the what do we want? What do we want? It's out. already there. It's already there. <laughs> like if I'm if I'm in any of those meetings and they're like, Hey, you know, we got this new thing, it's popping off and you know, I just don't know. How do how do we want a message on this? That's the question. How do we want a message on this? <laughs> so I would be in the room and they'd and they and they'd be like, Don't ask her. <laughs> Don't ask her. Like, well, why not ask her? She's in the room. She matters. Of course she matters, but she's going to say the same thing she always says. Right. What does the scripture say? Mm. Like, like if we, if we go to the word of God, what, what do the scriptures say on, on this topic? Right. How, how, so, so let's message with the existing message. Yeah. And if we do that, then we don't have to make sure that everyone gets to like, you know, zoom in <laughs> like everybody, everybody can, has their own book yeah. that they can read. Okay. That has the one consistent message. But as it is, we don't do that. So mm. then we don't have message discipline. Right. Right. And and somehow the liberals are able to find their messaging, um, communicate that from some unmarked head source. OK. And then it just flows down to everyone. Yeah. It just flows down to everyone. So so here is a story. And, and so we'll, so we'll look at um, we'll look at Disney uh, CEO Bob Chapek and how he's causing quite the stir and then we'll talk more about media messaging and and then we'll look at the true story let's let's look at the true story right okay. and so then let's look at how christians can avoid getting caught up in this constant misstep that is the media grinder um if if they would just be more disciplined mm. just just go to the message Say what the message says mm -hmm. on that particular issue. Apply the word of God. You don't even have to do the heavy lifting. The word of God has already done it. Right. Like, like you don't, you don't have to do all of the, okay, so we want to shape this in this way. And then you got to consider the viewpoint. And then have we had a focus group? You don't need all of that. Right. You don't need all of that. <laughs> we just say, what does the word of God say? And on this particular issue that we're going to talk about today, by the way, uh, human sexuality and sexual identity. Like what, what does, does the Bible give us any type of messaging on this? Well, absolutely it does. Mm. And so if we would, but go back to that message and all communicate that message, we would have what the liberals have, which is message discipline. Yes. If, if look, you could, you could criticize them for a lot of things, but you will not criticize them on message discipline because they have it. Mm. All right. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take the break and we'll be right back. I want to be a flame for you. Let me be a flame for you. Burn in me, God. Burn in me. I want to be a flame for you. Let me be a flame for you. Burn in me, God. Burn in me. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Gerard Brooks with Flame. Okay, so here's a story, um, a few different stories here. Uh, this one from the New York Post. Disney CEO Bob Chapek has stayed tight-lipped on, and by the way, I'm, I'm actually editing this story. I would just like to say to anyone who's <laughs> listening and will go and follow the links. And the reason I'm editing this story is because even though the New York Post 
is covering mm-hmm. this story. They are actually covering it either intentionally or unintentionally. They're covering it on message with the liberals. Of course. So, right. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to edit it. Um, in a way that I would like to present it, okay? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 wa- I want to break from message because I think the story is about one man breaking from messaging. Yeah. And, and I think if you really wanted to do a great piece, then you would break from messaging and doing the piece. But that's just, <laughs> you know, I think that's maybe just me in, in a perfect world. Okay, well. so, so here we go. Editing this um, as we go. Um, Disney CEO Bob Chapek has stayed tight-lipped on Florida's House Bill 1557. We're going to talk about what that is. This article doesn't name the bill. This article actually goes to liberal messaging, Mm. calling the bill by another name (laughs) that has been assigned to it Mm -hmm. by the liberals. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to touch on it right now to tell you what the bill is called by the liberals so that as you hear it, this is their messaging. Okay, this is their messaging across all of the networks. This is their messaging. And and I'm going to talk to you about why that's a problem and why we must not say it even as we defend the bill. Okay, so so listen to me. Okay, so don't say it even as you defend what's really in the bill. So like you would have people who would man, I, I so but I have to let our listeners know because we want to inform you. Okay, so Florida House bill. 1557 has been given the name don't say gay (laughs) okay don't say gay that's the name that it's been given so it's being called by liberals and by media outlets and media pundits okay it's being called the don't say gay bill okay so you're gonna see that everywhere it's it's already out there it's circulating and this is on purpose this is them with their message discipline right okay this is them with their message discipline so so here we go. Having said that, I'm, I touched down on it to tell you the name of it so that you can understand the point I'm making. And now I want to pick back up with the story. So let's let's fly on. OK, Florida House Bill 1557. Bob Chapek is not weighing weighing in on this. He's the, the <laughs> Disney CEO. He replaced Bob Iger. OK, mm-hmm. who actually did weigh in oh, yeah. on things like yeah. this so, left yeah. and right. <laughs> and so they loved Iger. Right. OK, um, but now Chapek, they're message. like. He stayed on message right. for them. Yay. And and so here you have JPEG and they're like, mm. it's sort of like, you know, the sound of music. It's like, how do you solve a problem like JPEG? <laughs> they don't know. They don't know what to do just yet. And and we watch, though, because as soon as I tell you, as soon as we even talk about something like this, you know, you'll look around and then like in a couple nights, they will have worn him down. You know, right, it's like right, Urkel. Right. I'm wearing you down. Like, I mean, <laughs> you just don't know. But for right now, I applaud him. Okay, for right now, I applaud him and I will hold or take back that applause if anything changes and I need to do well, it. But for right goes. now, that's, right. That, that's what you have to do. Yeah. You know, it's minute by minute. So so anyway, Bob Chapek, who's the CEO of Disney, is not saying anything about Florida House Bill 1557. Here's the article back to the New York Post. Disney insiders told The Hollywood Reporter that Chapek, unlike his predecessor, Bob Iger, mm-hmm. who condemned the bill is unwilling to take a stance on House Bill 1557. The article doesn't say that. This article says is unwilling to take a stance on don't say gay. <laughs> okay? Do you, guys, I want all of this is on purpose. I really I want us to read whenever we read anything. Like I really just want us all to just read with discernment and and great critical thinking, you know, as you read. Okay. So here we go. This 
bill, House Bill 1557, would protect children. Okay, (laughs) what does it do? It tells teachers that you cannot create a curriculum that intentionally and directly goes into teaching kids. This is third grade down to kindergarten about sexual orientation, sexual identity, and any of these things that have no place in their, in their school rooms anyway. Right. Like this is not, this is, guys, because we live in such a depraved culture, I want you to understand where we have descended to that you have to have a bill that says don't do this. <laughs> like don't do, don't do this. Don't sexualize our children. Man. Don't rob our children of their innocence. We now have to have a bill saying don't do this. And strangely enough, the fact that this bill could make its way to Governor DeSantis's desk and be signed into law to protect children is causing quite the stir. Amazing. So much so that it's like, you know, Bob. <laughs> right. The other Bob. <laughs> the other Bob said something. Bob, you're not going to say anything on this? Mm. So here we go. JPEG, according to this article here, is staunchly opposed to bringing Disney into issues he deems irrelevant to the company and its business. And look, that's one of the things that we always ask is that you just be neutral. Be neutral. You don't have to, like, just do what you do, you know? Yes. You entertain children and you have, make them have, let them have a good time and, mm-hmm. you know, stay mm-hmm. with that. Why jump in, into politics and that all that? This be neutral. used to be what we would ask companies to do. Yeah. No one's asking you to you know, for lack of a better way to express this, take our side. Right. No one's saying, you know, but just do what you do. Like just, you know, why do you have to weigh in on these issues that have no bearing on your company and what your company is known for, what your company does? Like why, why do you have to weigh in on these things? So Chapek is actually saying that's, that's what we want to do. We, we just want to, entertain families he's saying we don't need to weigh in on this issue it has no bearing on our business now here's something that i think is interesting before chapek was the ceo of disney he was the chairman of disney parks experiences and products Mm. and so i was wondering about this i was wondering if bob chapek actually had the experience and the opportunity to observe that families actually don't like (laughs) right do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if that area that he functioned Maybe. in before being CEO actually allowed for him to recognize, hey, you know, families actually come to our parks to kind of like, like get out of <laughs> like reality. Like they, they try to like they want to <laughs> be immersed into a world right. where we actually call our employees character uh, cast cast members. Yeah. Yeah. Like they actually they're here for that. Like, And so I wonder if this has kind of played into his decision. But anyway, let, let's go back to the article. OK, a source close to Disney told the Post on Thursday that Chapek does not deem the issue relevant. I'm sorry, irrelevant, but that he doesn't see a need to weigh in. This makes him brilliant to me. Yeah. This I don't I don't know what toppings he likes on his pizza. OK, I don't know that. I don't. I don't know. But it, it is brilliant. But this and makes other companies brilliant. can be brilliant, too, by having the same stance. Like if your if your business is to sell a certain product or, you know, why try to be woke and wade into all this stuff and, and potentially hurt your business? Mm-hmm. This is brilliant. Mm-hmm. His business is, is entertainment of children. Come on. You know, so, so why are we going to talk about all this foolishness and you're going right. to hurt your bottom line? Like, right. It makes no sense. It will be interesting to see how this goes, because there is in the Twitterverse. Um, there is sort of a war of positions where you've already got 
um, Bob Iger, who's talking about he's with the president on this, that if this bill were to be passed in Florida, and I'm going to quote him here, um, Iger, quote, I'm with the president on this. Uh, If passed, this bill will put vulnerable young LGBTQ people in jeopardy. Um, And that was in response to a tweet that came from President Biden, who said that um, this type of legislation is designed to attack LGBTQI plus kids. I gar- I I would have a hard time believing that. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was actually written by the president, but just because of the amount of letters that have to be <laughs> LGBTQI right. plus, and I, I'm serious about that. Yeah, I'm really serious about right. that. Right. So, anyways, um, so this is interesting because you've got the war of the two Bobs here. Right. You've got Bob Chapek who's saying, "Stand down." We're, we don't need to weigh in on this. This has nothing to do with the business that we're in. Why do we need to take a political position on this? Why do we need to do that? We don't need to do it. Then you've got Bob Iger who, who's saying, it's always worked for me. Why not? <laughs> uh, and it really hasn't. Like, it, it really right. hasn't. I mean, there's been quite a stir over families who, who have said, we're holding back our money yeah. because of what you're doing. Yeah. We're holding back our money because of what you're promoting. So I think you've got a man like Bob Chapek who's saying, who's saying, haven't we learned enough? Like, shouldn't we just stick to now? And let me be very clear about this and then I'll move on. I jokingly wrote back to you. Yay. Disney vacations again. Like, you know, I, I joke <laughs> You sent me this story and, and I, I wrote back to you. Yay. Disney vacations again. You're like, ah, we're just watching. See, let me, let me tell you why that was a joke. And I, and I expected you to laugh about that. Because there are other things that are happening and other things that are going on. And in fact, even I think it's important to note, just, uh, you know, for integrity's sake, mm-hmm. I think it's important to note that it is uh, believed that Chapek's position is that we don't need to weigh in on this politically speaking because we create other means of inclusivity right. in our parks and in other ways. So so I do not think that this is them being completely neutral. Right. You know, but, it's but I do a, think it's a good start. It is a good start. You know, and it makes sense. It's like, yeah. it, it makes sense and it makes business sense. It's like, yes. like, come on, man. Like, why would you even, you know, cut your foot off <laughs> in the process of trying to be, you know, it, it, it's just it's just crazy. So I'm encouraged that he's not saying anything. Yes. and You know, but at the same time, you, like you said, we got to watch and see because they will continue to pounce on him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, man, if it, if it gets too hot, you know, may, there may be a little folding oh, happening, uh, but I hope not. I hope he, yeah. I hope he sticks to his guns. You know, like I man. hope he does. I yeah. hope he does. But and and getting back to the original point here, that mm-hmm. the messaging is so strong around this issue that even his not calling the bill that, even his not weighing in at all, already to me says something about some type of strength of character that he has. There, yeah. I mean, yeah. just because it, the pressure is always so strong and this pressure just mounts like they right. they will kind of like descend oh, on him. And so it'll be interesting to see how he kind of you know, continues to hold his y- ground. You know what? There was a good point made in the meeting that I was in this morning mm-hmm. that, you know, these type of things happen. And in the beginning, it's like the machine is raging. It's like, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. But then if you give it if they can push back back against it or just kind of wade through it just a little bit. It seems to go away, yeah. you know, just like, That's right. in, you know, here in Mississippi, 15, I think 1523, the, the, the bill, they were, they were, they were, um, you know, people saying we're not going to have concerts down there. We're Putting not going to pressure, do, we're not going to travel there. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to have NCAA tournaments and, mm-hmm. and then after a while, 
you know, it's like they're here, the concerts are back, you know, and they don't even take that long. So if you can hold on, a lot of Mm -hmm. times, you know, they're going to, like, it's going to go away. Yes. You know, but it's going to be fierce for, for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're they're OK. So here's what happens is they huff and they puff mm-hmm. and they threaten to blow your house down. Right. But then there's always that moment where they have to regroup and get their inhaler. <laughs> and so when they like right. right when they regroup and they're just like, hold on, we'll be right back. They huff and puff again. Like they will forget about it. Yeah. You, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Like just but but we don't often get to that place no. because in the huffing and the puffing, the house is not coming down. But people's fear of the house coming down yeah. causes them to say, we'll do whatever you want. Right. We'll say whatever you and, want. And just give us our words, please. It's fierce, too, because they have the media on their side. They have all yes. these different corporations and everything. So it looks like, man, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. But you know, if you could push through, you can make it. <laughs> it seems like man, you can was, make it. You know, I was reading this article uh, written by Jarrett Stepman um, over at the Daily Signal. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about this, how all of the, the major news networks. So you've got like NPR, ABC, NBC, even the Associated Press. They're all referring to HB 1557 as the don't say gay bill. The don't say gay bill. Right. And so you've got all of this pressure. And again, I think this is what kind of takes us back to this. They know how to stay on message like they they have supreme message discipline. Yeah. So for our people who are listening. Right. So for members of the body of Christ who are listening and they say, well, what is House Bill 1557? Well, in short, it protects it protects kids. It says that you will not teach children. And, and, and which, by the way, I think this is just my opinion. Of course, I don't write bills. OK, <laughs> but it says you're not going to take third graders and below and craft a curriculum where you're going to teach them about sexual orientation or sexual identity or any of these things that have no place. In other words, in other words, for the third graders down to the kindergartners, I guess pre-K, depending on the school's makeup or whatever. But these kids are going to get just, you know, what we expect, traditional yeah. education. Yeah. Now, something I find interesting about this bill um, is that it doesn't stop what is being called organic conversation in classrooms. So if the topic comes up, it is not that because some of the the um, the misinformation that is out there is that teachers will be punished if they say anything about any type of sexuality or anything. And that just isn't true. If there's a conversation that comes up, the teachers are able to kind of guide the conversation back away from that. Right. Like it's not that you you can't say these words, but what you cannot do is design a curriculum that seeks to instruct kids about human sexuality, (laughs) which to me, (laughs) right. Like, why do we why do we need to say that? Yeah, there is nothing in this bill. There is nothing in this bill that would say or that requires Flor- Floridians to not say gay. Yeah. So you ask the question, you're like, so how did they get that messaging? Hmm. How did how did they get that? Because everything has to be summarized in a quick little one liner, a quick little zinger to do what? To make the opponent look evil. Right. So now, because then what what eventually the liberals will be able to hide behind is that this controls speech. Mm. So now they are actually telling the teachers what they can and cannot say. Which, in fact, what they're actually telling the teachers is teach what we've always expected you to teach. (laughs) Right. That's it. (laughs) Make sure that our kids can read and do math and understand, uh uh-oh, biology. 
<laughs> All right, let's grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll come back um, a little bit more, and then we'll open the phone lines up. So stay there. Maybe we can run away to a place where there are no chains, where real love never fades. I want to go to freedom. I want to go to freedom. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio, 888-589-8840. But of course, you don't need me to tell you. Because <laughs> you're already calling in. 888-589-8840. Welcome back to the program. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's five, featuring Cam with Freedom. All right. And Sherry B. and Marty are on tap, going to help us navigate the show today, or helping us navigate the show. Um, we're discussing um, the message discipline goals that are the liberals. Uh, they have a just an amazing ability to stay on message and to have this one line or this one phrase, and you will hear it repeated um, in every interview that they oh, give and yes. everything that they write. And and unfortunately for us Christians and those who are conservative, um, you'll be using those those terms mm. and you'll be using those one liners and you won't even know it. Um, and you are actually on their message. You mm. are actually on their message, playing right into their hands. So. Um, I say, don't go with that message. Go with the message that is the message, right. the word of God, right. determining our position on every single issue. Uh, we're talking about the Florida House recently passing the parental rights bill known as HB 1557, but it has been lovingly called the Don't Say Gay Bill by NPR, ABC, NBC, the Associated Press, <laughs> and anyone who has a liberal leaning. Um, and then some conservatives who mm. are wanting to condemn the mis-messaging while at the same time using the messaging. Mm -hmm. Guys, you can't do that. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You just can't <laughs> do it. So the question is, does this, um, does this punish teachers? Does this, um, does, does this out students in school? All of the things that are being said about House Bill 1557, well, uh, Heritage Action for America has put together a fact sheet uh, surrounding this bill or around this bill. So I want to share this with you and then we'll go to the phone lines. This bill would prevent school personnel from pushing planned instruction. Listen very carefully, people, because you need to know this when you talk about it. When people say, have you heard about the dome? You need to be. First of all, <laughs> it's HB 1557. So let's just be clear on that. Okay. The bill would prevent school personnel from pushing planned instruction, planned instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity issues in kindergarten through third grade or in contexts that are not age appropriate in later grades. The bill does not prohibit organic conversations between students and teachers, nor does it prohibit age appropriate discussion of social issues, including sexual orientation, if it is in accordance with state standards. There's also some um, information out there swirling around that this bill would expose students um, or without students who are not heterosexual. Um, and this just isn't true. The bill actually encourages students to discuss issues relating to his or her well-being with his or her own parents. Mm. Which, again, you used to <laughs> expect that. Right. I just want to remind you, because in, in case you've forgotten that that's basic parenting, that your kids trust you and will communicate with you and that you are a part of their lives, that you are helping to shape their character and helping them to navigate issues of concern. Remember, 
There was once a time where you used to expect that. I want to restore that expectation. This should not shock people. Oh, wait, they want me to talk to them? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you should. You should. I don't know why we ever thought that it was the teacher's job to counsel our children. I don't know why we ever gave that responsibility to the school counselor. Right. Like, I don't I don't understand why we ever removed ourselves from the situation where we didn't have influence over our children. It was our God given expectation that we would be teaching and training our children in godliness and righteousness. How we Mm. abdicated that role, I will never understand. We got too busy. Well, we mm. need to unbusy. Trying, trying to make it, you know. We we need to unmake it. We because we're not. <laughs> we need to unbusy and unmake it so that we can shape the lives of our kids. This is what God expects us to do. Yeah. This is how the gospel proliferates. Man, okay, I got to go to the phone lines because I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about this. So, so message discipline. What does the word of God? Does the word of what does the word of God say? Does the word of God teach us about human sexuality? Yes, it does. Does the word of God tell us? Or teach us how God has designed male and female. Yes, it does. Does the word of God even um, deal with and address our depravity and how we have so descended to the depths of our depravity and that it even it, it speaks to the case mm. that God has against humanity? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Does the Bible offer us a remedy for that? Yes, it does. And it's amazing um, how potent is the power of God that the one remedy works for all of us. Mm. You don't even need different dosage. Like dosages, like yeah. you or doses. I don't know. Either one, whatever. <laughs> you could, it all works the same is what I'm trying to say. Let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Tony in Mississippi. Hi, Tony. Hey, let me pull over real quick. Okay. Oh, okay. No all problem. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. No accidents. Listen, uh, I got a serious com- uh, comment to make to your listeners so that uh, – you guys can all hear it. I'm, I'm sure you're in agreement with me, but I'm going to go ahead and spit it out. I have a homosexual family member that for the past two or three years, I've gone out of my way to be nice to them, to, to hold the candle out for them, to, to take them where they need to go, do things for them, you know, and try, and try to shine God's light and love in their mm-hmm. life. And, and it, it came to a head and my, you know, another, another family member and them got in a fight and, that person, the person, the homosexual person was wrong and had got caught stealing something from them. And they got in a big fight. And I sided with the person that was right because he got caught with the stuff. And I said, look, man, you can't. he called me a homophobe. He called me all oh, kinds wow. of names. And I, and I blew it off. I blew it off. But a couple of months later, I was watching TV, which was like two weeks ago. And uh, that scene on the TV where this lady said, Okay, so y'all aren't going to let us do what we want, and we're not going to get to push our stuff through. So, so if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a duck. You're a homophobe. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, that's really the only weapon you have. That's right. Y'all going to stand there and call us some name and try to guilt us and shame us into letting you chop our kids up. Mm. So if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it probably used to be a dog. Y'all had some surgeon do some surgery mm. on it, but it's still going to give birth to puppy. Tony. So, I, I mean, what else can I say, y'all? Yeah. Listen, no, you, listen, your point <laughs> is so well made. Man. Listen, and, and I'm going to tell you something. Not Not many of us will have that kind of direct personal experience that you have had. Yeah. But each and every one of us, has access to the word of God Amen. that we Amen. don't have to wake up one morning going, wait, am I, am I hateful? 
Like, am I, wait a minute, am I, am I, do I hate people? No, because what is our message? Our message is the message of love. Mm. Now, listen, it is the message of love. Amen. Not a message of love, a type of love. It is the message of love. That is our message. Anytime you have the truth and you withhold that from a person to their own eternal destruction, that is hate. Right. That is hate. So when we have these people who are turning this on us and saying you're hateful and you're this and you're that, you go back to the word of God, get recalibrated and come back out swinging. And I don't mean that literally. And Tony's like, oh, okay. Okay. You didn't mean that like for real, sis? No, not. I don't mean literally swinging. But I mean, I mean the word of God. I mean the word of God, knowing the truth upon which we stand. Mm. This is so important for us. Tony, thank you so much for calling and sharing that. I really do appreciate it. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Tina in Tennessee. Hi, Tina. Hello there. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for speaking truth and for educating on us on messaging and re-messaging and helping us to stay focused. And I just want to say thank you, and God bless you, and I pray that your ministry will be just blessed beyond measure and that you will continue, continue in what you're doing. I have grandchildren that Mm -hmm. are in the public school systems, and because we can't afford to to pay for private schooling, Mm -hmm. and... Parents need to know, and I am just so thankful mm. for your for your programming. Well, thank you. Mm. Thank you, Tina. Tina, let me say something to you. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Man, I can I can hear the agony in your voice, and it's a legitimate agony. I I want to say something, and Will and I yeah. we talk about this all the time. And I think sometimes when people listen to us, they, you know, maybe there's a question, do they really believe that prayer is that powerful? Um, To say it simply, yes, we really do. And I'm going to tell you something. We're in really good company to believe that prayer is powerful. The Apostle Paul believed also in the power of prayer. And I want to share something with you, Tina, just to you and to any of our listeners who may be encouraged by this. You pray for your grandchildren. You pray for your grandchildren. You pray that the Lord will cover and protect your grandchildren. And you pray believing in the one to whom you're praying. Do you understand? We're not just speaking words out into the air. We are talking to the Lord God Almighty who so loves us that he made a way for us to be brought back into relationship with him. So here's what I want to say. You pray for your grandchildren in prayer. The Lord gives us strategy. The Lord comes to our aid. So I want to share this. This is in 2 Corinthians, and then we'll go back to the phone lines. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11. I want you to listen to how powerful the Apostle Paul believed that prayer was. He was inviting the Corinthians to pray for him. And I was sharing this with Will the Great as we were on our way to Huntsville. He was driving, and I was reading, and I turned to him, and I'm like, man, this is the word of God is powerful. So here we go. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 11. This is what the apostle Paul said. You also must help us by prayer. (laughs) He's asking for the Corinthians to help them. The missionaries who are traveling around Paul and his cohorts, Timothy, 
He's saying, help us in prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Mm. They will give thanks for what we're doing because of your prayers enabling us to do it. You are asking the Lord to give us the grace to do what it is that we're doing. And many will overflow with thanks because of this. So I want to say this and you guys, we have made too little of prayer. So to my sister, to anyone else who is listening and, and there's some, some angst there, there's some anxiety there. Let me just tell you that prayer is doing prayer is doing. So you pray for your grandkids. We have so many of our grandparents who listen to AFR programming that your kids are in a system that where they are being inundated with messages that are antithetical to the faith. Right. Right. And the question is often, what do I, what do I do? And there's some grandparents, you know who you are. There's some grandparents who are like, we couldn't even convince our kids to pull their kids out, even though they could do it, they would be unwilling to do it. They don't even see the dangers, nor do they care if we showed them. So to the one, as well as the other, I say, you must pray. Amen. You must pray for your Amen. grandkids and you pray for your kids. Prayer is doing. All right. Will the great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Devon in Texas. Hi, Devon. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Blessed to be on the air with you guys. Uh, God bless you. Quick, because it's, it's a lot. I, I, I've been waiting for this program. Uh, so, okay. Start with, uh, Pretty much like Miki, you say at the beginning of your program, we have to train our families. We can't let the media train our family. If you even have a segment a couple months ago where you talked about even just distance and completely away from social media. And what we have is programming. Even this show we're on is called programming. And Mm. I, I, I thought about this. Think about this. So they introduced us to a screen, which is screening what we are watching. They put it in our households. Now, of course, they've given it more access. We have more access to a screen than we have to our word of God, and we have to screen mm. everything through the word of God. So what I'm saying is they put a television inside your house, and now we can look at it as a phone. You turn it on, it takes you to a guide. Okay, once you get to this guide, it Man. takes you through certain channels. You choose a channel, and when you get to this certain channel, on this channel you have certain programming. So they're using this and have been using this propaganda and media to program our the masses program the youth program i mean just your everyday thoughts process what you do what you buy what you purpose purchase i mean and it goes on but it started with putting that screen in front of you and you see today's age i mean everyone has a screen in front of all your kids so Mm. i mean we have to be mindful of what we're watching what our kids are watching the programming the media outlets i mean everything because we see how corrupt the world has become so uh just that was just a quick deal and that what you just were hitting on with the power of prayer uh, I like to think of in, uh, when God gave us the whole armor of God, I, looked at, I like to look at it as a complete seven. The first five, uh, he gave us for our defenses. The second two and the most important, the word of God, and then prayers as well as the two weapons that it's you can use in today's That's age right. to fight back. You know, those seven complete pieces of armor, the first five defenses, and we need to be using those last two as a tag right now in today's age. So. Man, God bless you, brother. I appreciate how you put that together. I appreciate your observations there. I'm going to tell you, I think there is kind of like a one-two punch. Um, One of the punches that I think has been levied against the body of Christ by the enemy is just a great stupor that has come over the people. It's Mm. a great apathy. And I think that even as you point those things out, brother, I think there are some people who might be stirred for a second, but then life moves so fast, they just kind of go back to like, it's like, oh man, that's really good how you put that together. And it's like, 
but then back to life. And I think one of the things that we've got to pray in addition to praying for discernment for the people of God is praying that we would not be lazy, that we would not be in sort of like this stupor in the world, just sort of like um, groping about. We've been brought from darkness into light. So our eyes are supposed to be open. We're supposed to be moving about with great discernment and great intentionality, not just sort of like feeling about in darkness. Amen. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.